Welcome to Growing Your Team, a podcast designed for small business owners seeking to grow their company with the help of employees and contractors. Your time is limited, which means growing and leveraging teams is essential for business success. The Growing Your Team podcast is the place to learn tips and techniques designed to help you know when it's the right time to hire, how to select perfect fit team members, and how to maximize productivity while creating a positive work environment. Drawing from her 10 plus years of leadership and hiring experience, here is your host, Jamie Van Kuyk. Hello, Jamie Van Kuyk here, and welcome back to the Growing Your Team podcast. So have you ever gotten so caught up in just going through the motions that you fail to realize something? And well, that's definitely happened to me. I just realized that the Growing Your Team podcast is now two years old. So this morning is January 18th, and the first episode of the podcast launched two years ago on January 14th. So I'm so excited that the Growing Your Team podcast has been around for two years. It's actually kind of funny because when I launched the Growing Your Team podcast, my business was not called Growing Your Team. It was self-branded at that time, and because no one can ever pronounce or spell my last name, it was Jamie VC. But when I came up with the podcast idea and knew I wanted to go to market with a podcast, I was like, yeah, I need to think of something that is possibly searchable, people see the name, want to listen to it. What would that be? Because just naming it after myself, the Jamie Van Kuyk podcast, didn't seem to really hit the mark with what I wanted. Threw a few ideas out there and growing your team is what stuck. And I said, that's it. It'll be the Growing Your Team podcast. It actually wasn't until a few months later that I decided to name the company Growing Your Team. And gosh, I am so glad I made that change that now people hear Growing Your Team and they and they they know what the business is and and everything. They know how potentially how we could help them, what type of resources to look for and everything. But it's just crazy to see because if it wasn't for launching this podcast, my business probably wouldn't be called Growing Your Team today, and I think I would have a very different business. And let me tell you, I love what this business has grown into over the past few years. I love the clients that we get to help. I love the people that we get to help find them, their idea job. So while we're not on the candidate side, we really, as I say, we help businesses through the hiring process. The, the ability to make it so candidates understand the positions that they're coming into that connect with the company before they ever have an opportunity to work for them really makes a difference on that candidate side as well, even though we're not sourcing jobs or having a pool of jobs that we're sending out to them. So I love everything that's happened over the last two years because of this podcast. Now, if you listen to the podcast two weeks ago, I am in the process of sourcing guests for the podcast in 2022. So if you are interested in being on the podcast or you know someone who would make a great guest, reach out, jamie at growingyourteam.com. So some of the things that I am looking for for this year is if you 
you are in the HR field or legal field and can really talk about things that we need to focus on when we're hiring and leading team members around that area. The other things that I'm looking for is I want to know your stories. I love it when people can come on and share their stories about the hiring process and leading team members. But I also want people that are willing to come on and share about their experiences when they were employees. So if you are a business owner who started your business because you decided to give up on working for someone else because they were a bad boss, you felt that you weren't treated well, and you were willing to come on and share your story, let me know. I would love to have you on the show. But let's jump in now to what we're talking about today. So I've had a lot of conversations about this lately, so I think it's a very important topic to share on the podcast because if I'm having these conversations with the people I bump into in face-to-face situations or on Zoom call situations, I'm sure there are a lot of other people out there that are wondering the same thing. And that is, where are all the workers Don't people have to work? How are people putting food on their table and keeping a roof off over their head if there's so many jobs available and people are struggling to find employees for positions that existed two years ago? That businesses that feel like they haven't grown, they haven't changed, but the pool of workers has dramatically changed. And where have these workers gone? Why can we not find people to work for us? And there's a few things going on that are causing this. So I want to run through them quickly. Probably each one of these could really be its own episode. So we're going to go through these kind of quickly so you can really understand what is going on and why it seems that there are fewer workers in the workforce, which there are, and why it's not that everyone's sitting around and still collecting unemployment and being lazy. Because that is the first thought people go to is they say, well, during COVID, there was extra unemployment and all this stuff. People are just being lazy. They're sitting at home, not working instead of working. And that's not true. And let's talk about why that's not true and what is really going on, at least for the majority of the people out there. The first thing is go to any job board and there's lots of jobs on the market. And what does this mean? Candidates have their pick. Before, it could be that, well, I need to get a job. This is one of the only things out there that I qualify for that I can get, so I'm going to take it. Now it's, I need a job. This is the level of job I qualify for. Look at all the opportunities that are out there. I get to pick which one is right for me. And which one is right can depend on multiple factors. It can depend on, does this company allow them to do what actually motivates them? Is it a good company to work for? And is the pay, and we're talking about overall compensation, so including benefits, match what they need? People don't want to work at a job that they're going to be miserable at when there's another job down the road that they could get and be thrilled to have, to be excited to have, to feel like this is the fit for me. 
So candidates are being picky about where they apply. So if you are not getting candidates, sometimes you have to look at look hard at what you're offering. One of my recent clients, we've had to talk about this multiple times, is what they wanted and what they could afford didn't match. And so they needed to figure something out. They either needed to drop the position down to what they could afford or find a way to pay more because the two didn't match. And maybe in the past, they didn't have a hard time filling that position because sometimes people needed work and they were willing to take that. They were willing to say, well, I really should be up here, but I'm willing to take down here because it's all I can get right now. Where right now, that's not the case. Okay, so that's the first thing. But one of the things that is also happening is what we talked a little bit about on this podcast a few times is this thing called the great resignation. And this is impacting the workforce, I think, more than people consciously realize. Because people think of the great resignation and they think, my employees are leaving. They are turning in their notice because of the great resignation, which just to remind you, we talked about this before in an episode. We talked about it on episode 85, how to navigate the great resignation. Then we talked about it a little bit more on episode 87 about it being an odd hiring market. So go back and listen to those episodes to really learn more about the great resignation. But like, as I was saying, it's people are leaving their jobs because their jobs are no longer a fit for them. And this is impacting the hiring market. And the reason why it's impacting the hiring market is it's not that just people are leaving their jobs and going and finding a new job that fits for them, where it's kind of like, in a way you can see it as trading workers. Okay, this person left here, they're going to go there, but this person who whose job opening they took is going to go someplace else and it's kind of just like just shifting around the the puzzle pieces, but everyone still has a place. The thing about the great resignation is people are leaving the workforce. And this is happening on two main categories. The first one is people are retired early. So we had a bunch of people that were getting close to retirement, but still probably in a normal market would have had a few years left. And there's they realized over everything, they're like, you know what? I have enough money saved. I have enough I'm working just because I feel like I should be working, but I don't actually have to work. I'm going to take time with family. I'm going to take time with the grandkids. I'm going to not have to stress about the changes that are coming to the workplace due to COVID. And they said goodbye to the workforce. So what happens? They left. Their positions are open. Some of them in more senior level positions. The workforce moves up. The next rung down moves into those senior level positions. The people under those that just moved up now move up and up and up until you get to the bottom. And then it's like, wait, I have my entry level positions and I can't fill them now when I used to have no problem with that. And that's because there's more of those positions open because the workforce is naturally moving up through the ranks, through climbing up that ladder because those positions at the top are available and open and candidates 
good quality team members are moving into those positions because it's the next stop of their career, which causes this ripple effect of positions being available then filled and available and filled down to the bottom of the company. So that's the one group that's leaving the workforce. People are retiring. The other group that left the workforce is people that didn't actually have to work. Yes, there are families out there that were two-income families that realized they don't have to be two-income families. Now, part of this was involuntary. So both parties, both people in that family would prefer to be working, but with everything going on, both of them working just got hard especially with kids. You have kids that were out of school. You have kids that were doing virtual school. You have kids that all of a sudden school's closed or they're told they have to quarantine for a week or so. And it's stressing families out if they don't all of a sudden have that additional support that could say, okay, well, I'm at work. Can you watch the kids? Or I can work from home and the kids can be in their room while I'm in someplace else working. Families that don't have that opportunity, a lot of them had to sit there and say, Is the second income really worth it for our family with all the stress that's going on? And for some families, the answer was no. For some families, it made more sense for one party to leave the workforce completely right now to be there for the kids, to be there for when school was closed, to be there to support whatever is needed. I even know business owners that took a step back in their business, that stopped hiring, that stopped expanding, because of this, because they needed someone who could be that stable thing with all the uncertainty that was going on with schools. But then you have another group of people that are leaving the workforce because they they've really realized they don't need the money. And this could be because they're well off and one of the parties was working because they just wanted to work. And with all the stress and everything going on over the last two years, It came to the point where they're like, well, we really don't need the money. We're fine without it. We can still meet all our needs without it. I'm just going to stay at home and be the stay-at-home wife or the stay-at-home husbands instead of both of us being in the workforce. And then there was the group of people that looked at it and said, once you factor in the cost of working, I'm not making that much. And this is true for many families, especially once again, families that have kids. Once you factor in daycare or after school care, or maybe they're working a job that's odd hours, so nighttime care, weekend care, once you factor in gas to get back and forth and all these additional needs, maybe buying clothes, buying whatever that's needed to work, they said, it's not adding that much to our family. Maybe we should, you should just stay home. Now, this wasn't over the last 10 years, but I know a family personally to me that had that conversation, ooh, probably 10 years. Well, I guess it would be longer than that, where they sat down and realized, and one of the family members was going to school to uh, graduate from college so they could get a different job. And, but in the meantime, they were working just at a local local area, a local company. But it was a pretty much a minimum wage job, maybe making some tips here and there. And the family looked at it and said, okay, by the time we pay for daycare, by the time we do all this and you drive there and all this stuff, 
you're really not bringing that much money home for the family. Is it worth it? And there's so many families that are having those conversations or have had those conversations over the last two years, and the answer is no. Right now, it's not worth it. So maybe take a step back while the kids are little and not in full-time school or be there to get the kids off the bus. So maybe instead of working a full-time job, you work a part-time job while the kids are at school. So that way they don't have to pay for after-school care. And this really impacts the lower wage positions. Because if you're looking at it to say, is it worth it? Anyone who's making below a certain threshold, it's going to be less worth it for them to work and put their kids in care and pay for gas and every other expense that is required for them simply to work than it is for people that are making a lot more money. Where yes, daycare and all that stuff is still a factor, it still takes a chunk of their paycheck, but they're left with money. They're left with money to live on and enjoy. So like I said, that's just briefly a few of the reasons why there are fewer candidates on the market today. One, people have a choice. People are not going to take a job, or I should say most people are not going to take a job that doesn't seem to fit for them. Whether it is financially or responsibility, they're looking for that idea job, which might just mean you have fewer candidates applying but hopefully it means you have more candidates applying that are right for your position versus having to filter through a lot of things that don't fit. Then candidates are leaving the job world completely. They're retiring early or they're deciding that working right now is not what they need, whether that's not what they need on a personal level or a family level. So you're not making things up there are fewer workers in the workforce right now. There are fewer people looking for jobs and there are a lot of jobs available. So what can you do about it? Really evaluate your positions. Make sure make sure that what you are hiring for matches the pay. If it doesn't, look at the position. Can it be part-time instead of full-time and you are able to increase the hourly rates? Should you be looking for someone who is junior instead of requiring years of experience? That is one thing that you can do. The other thing is making sure you're very clear about your position. Like I said, the people who are looking for jobs have their pick. There's a lot of opportunity out there. You'll notice that in some categories, candidates are moving so quickly and they're connecting with jobs. They're finding the place that is right for them and applying for those jobs. They're not just taking anything. So do the work to make sure that your position is communicated properly so that way you get the right team member for your business and you can beat what is currently seen as a struggling hiring market. Are you ready to hire a new team member for your business and you want to ensure you hire the person who can succeed in the role, make you happy, and positively impact your bottom line? Then set up time and let's talk because this is exactly how I help business owners like you. When you go through my hire framework, not only will you learn how to attract candidates who 
Have the passion you desire, but you'll be able to identify and select candidates who have the skills you need and can succeed in the role. Going through this consultant process not only helps you find the right new hire for your current open position, but it teaches you how to repeat this process with every new position you add to your company as it continues to grow. So if you're a small business owner who is ready to hire, has a rough idea of the position you need to add, and you're tired of going through the hiring process only to end up with bad fitting team members, then let's talk. Send me an email at jamie at growingyourteam.com. That's jamie, J-A-M-I-E, at growingyourteam.com or head on over to growingyourteam.com slash jumpstart and let's talk about your hiring needs. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Growing Your Team with your host, Jamie Van Kite. Be sure to subscribe and head on over to growingyourteam.com to connect, access the show notes, and discover more ways to hire and leverage your perfect fit team.